Welcome to The Financial Couple. Our names are Lewis and Angie. We are a couple trying to navigate our way to financial independence. In our podcast, we will discuss personal finance, budgeting, investing, and fire. Let's get stuck into this week's episode. In today's episode, we are talking about the common misconceptions about financial independence, retire early, or otherwise known as FIRE. Over the past few months, we have listened to many podcasts that talk about FIRE and that have put it in a negative light, and we think it's important to break down these misconceptions. Hello, Lewis. Hello, Angie. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be an interesting episode. It is. So I guess in this episode... We're going to be covering uh, various topics about, like you said, the misconceptions of fire. Um, So, yeah, I guess, like you said, yeah, we've been listening to a few different podcasts and I don't know, I feel like they didn't cover it as well as they could have, which kind of gave us the idea for this episode. They didn't do it justice. I think that's what we're trying trying to say. I mean, and that's fair enough. Like, it's a pretty big topic to kind of wrap your head around and like yeah. see whether or not it can actually work. And I think a lot of people have their own kind of idea and ideals about fire as well. Yeah. And I guess also like, cause I've told a few of my mates about fire and some of them are like really interested. Yeah. And like other people I've spoken to are like, right. Like they get, they're like, yeah, good luck with that. Or that's not going to work. Like, yeah. That's just like the math doesn't work or, you know, you can't save that much money or, you know, I what's the point of retiring earlier? All these like ifs and buts. Yeah. I think that they just don't understand the big picture and like all the other little things mm. that come with fire yeah. as well, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And I guess they are good questions to ask because mm. if you just blindly believe all these things, then you'd be like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. But I feel like it's good when people ask these questions. Yeah. So then you can be actually analyze it and be like, oh, is that actually the truth or like, is that actually how it works? Yeah. Kind of thing. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess some of the topics or subtopics we'll talk about is the misconception of never working again. Once you reach fire, uh, that you must sacrifice everything. And as an extension of that, like sacrificing things that you're passionate about or that you love, like coffee or music lessons or horse riding or whatever it might be. And the other one is once you reach financial independence, then you can start doing what you love. Mm. And it's only for high income earners and also fires unattainable. And also you must have an insane savings rate. So yeah, we'll be touching on all of those um, points in this episode. Yeah. So to kick kick it off. Kick it off. <laughs> so the first misconception that people have about fire is that they never work again. And we're here to tell you that people do not not work. And I hope that that makes sense. People do not not. Oh, yeah, they do yeah, not yeah. not work. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a double negative or like a double, double negative or, whatever, sense, yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, but I think that what a lot of people like they misunderstand or they don't quite grasp is that it's actually having the choice of doing what you love regardless of the pay. Mm. So you know, a job or working doesn't necessarily have to be something that's paid for. Yeah. So it could be volunteering or starting a new passion project. So if you want to start a business venture and you're happy to not receive an income from that business venture, then that's fantastic. But you're still working. Like you're essentially doing something with your time rather than just sitting on your butt doing absolutely nothing. 
And like, it could, like I said, it could be something that doesn't necessarily pay you to begin with or at all. Yeah. But if you love it and if you're passionate about it, then that then becomes like a job to you. Like yeah. you love it. If say, for example, we reached fire when we were 35 or 40. Yeah. Like personally, and I guess it's the same for yeah. you. There's no way none of us are not going to work yeah. for the next however long we are alive. Yeah. Like you can only do so much yeah. in a day that you're interested in. Like you can only read so much books or go on so much hikes. Like there's other things that you have to kind of work on or work towards. Keep your mind busy. That gives you fulfillment. Yeah. Um, but I guess like the main key is that it allows you to transition yeah. to something that you are interested mm. in or mm-hmm. maybe something you are potentially interested in. Yeah. Or maybe you're doing something part-time before and now you can transfer that. You can transfer more time to that yeah. down the track. And I, yeah, like pursuing something that you actually want to do. Like if you're in an office job, yeah. and no hate to office jobs, but if you're in an office job and you hate it, mm. but you actually really enjoy being on the computer and you maybe want to, you know, explore making your own website, but you can't currently do it because of your job, yeah. then like you could transition down to doing your job part-time and then pursuing you know, I don't know, developing a website or something like that as like mm. a passion project. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's that kind of security knowing yeah. that if shit hits the fan, you do have something to fall back on. Yeah. And I, I feel like for a lot of people, they work full time and that's what gets them. Yeah. Like you might love your job. Like yeah. you love your job. I love my job. But yeah. doing it day in, day out, it can get you down. Yeah. So I feel like you could still do your existing job, might, might even do it two or three days a week. And yeah. that's like a really good balance. Yeah. And that's exactly, that's exactly like what I want to work for. Like I honestly cannot see myself doing my job five days a week for 40 weeks out of the year up until I'm the age of 65. Mm. I honestly can't see myself doing that. Yeah. But I obviously <laughs> don't want to stop doing what I'm doing. I just don't want to do it full time forever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think we mentioned this in the previous episode that like fire, like the branding yeah. needs to be changed. Yeah. Because it just turns people off immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to retire early. Like, good luck with that. Yeah, like the label. <laughs> it's the label, isn't it? It's the retire early label that yeah. needs to... And I think that that's what a lot of bloggers and a lot of people are doing now. They're, you know, they're kind of snipping off that retire early and they're only talking about like financial independence. Mm. They're not talking about the financial independence retire early yeah. portion of the whole idea. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it is a good thing in a way because it does hook you in. Yeah. Like if oh, it you sounds ju- great. Like if you just see FI, you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. But if you wrap it up in one package, then it's kind of like the um, like the rainbow at the end. Yeah. Like it's something that you can like see, mm. and it's like a massive payoff. Yeah. Like you, if you do reach FI, you might just want to go travel for two years and not have to work. Like you yeah. could do that. So there is a possibility to not work yeah. if you don't want to. Like if that's something you want to do. It's more about the option. It's the option. It's yeah. all about options. And choice. And choice, yeah. Like if you want to keep working full time in a job you love. Yeah. And have reached financial independence. And have a huge nest egg by the time you retire. Like you go for it. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no right or wrong way. Yeah. But I feel like when people refer to fire, mm. that's like the ends to the mean. Or yeah. mean, means, means to, to the end. end. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the only purpose why you would do it, is to not work. Yeah. But if you actually talk to people who are doing fire or have reached fire, then that's just not true. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So that moves us into the next misconception, which is you must sacrifice everything. 
Yes. So this means that people are talking about you have to sacrifice like no holidays, not going out for dinner or having any nice possessions or nice materialistic type things. And like, in my opinion, I don't think that that's the case at all. Yeah. I think it's all about perspective and asking yourself the simple question, do I want this or actually want this? Or is this something that I need? Mm. So I found that this question like truly and honestly helps me to, t- to determine if I actually need something or if it is just a want something. Mm. So like, for example, I would never sacrifice not buying a new pair of black jeans Yeah. because that's genuinely and honestly like the only thing that I wear to work on most days. Yeah. Like from March or April up until like October, mm. you'll catch me in black jeans almost every single day. So if they're to tear or, you know, get ruined, I'm mm. going to buy a nice good pair of black jeans. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, no, like you can't buy like brand new clothes. You have to go like secondhand always. But I don't believe that that's the case either. Yeah. Like you can have nice things and go on nice holidays. You might just need to adjust your budget towards like just towards those things. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like when people first start out with fire or they look at it, um, like a lot of the, um, like lists of like fire of like things that you can do to reduce the time to reach fire is like only vegetarian. Like don't eat out, don't go on overseas holidays, don't buy new clothes. It's like all of these restrictions, which obviously can help you out. Yeah. But if you did all of these like super frugal things, yeah. which I'm not against, like I'm a pretty frugal person, <clears throat> excuse me, but like if you cut down yeah. every single thing, like you're just going to be like a shell of a human being. Yeah. And you're going to have no life anyway. <laughs> like isn't the purpose of this to actually like still kind of have a life? <laughs> yeah. Like you don't want to sacrifice 15 years of your life to reach fire. Yeah. And I mean, I believe in like delayed gratification for sure. Yeah. But you don't want to go to the extreme where you're miserable yeah. for the 15 years leading up or five or 10 years leading up to fire. Yeah. Cause if you reach it, you'd be like, Oh, I'm exhausted. Like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm older now. Like I've got different responsibilities now. Yeah. And maybe you would be then become so stuck in your ways that like you wouldn't enjoy it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that going back to like the holiday thing, which is obviously one of the biggest things that people tend to think that they have to sacrifice. And because, you know, holidays are really, really expensive. We're not going to lie here. They are. Um, but I think with like holidays and things like this, like you just have to get creative. Like this is where your innovative innovativeness and creativeness really has to come out because like, let's say that you spend lots of money on accommodation because you really want to stay in a luxe like apartment or like a Bali villa or something like that. Why don't you then try and do activities that are free? Mm. do you know what I mean like why like you can spend large on one thing but then maybe you might have to sacrifice a little bit of another part like if we want to stay in a really nice apartment or a hotel room Mm. cool but then I'm sure we would find different other ways that we could save money yeah definitely like and especially you know when you're on holidays do you need to go out every night on your holiday yeah if you want to does it always have to be at the most expensive restaurant yeah can it just be like fish and chips by the beach? Mm. Can it just be like a cooked meal in the apartment? Can it just be like pizza? Like, can mm. it, like, does it always have to be the most luxe thing for a holiday to be good? Most likely not. Yeah. And like continuing from, from what you said, I feel like a lot of the times when we 
travel yeah we're always on the lookout for places that have a stove like yeah. a cooktop like a little kitchenette or something yeah because we like cooking our own breakfasts and dinners sometimes yeah so you have that option where you can just like pop down to aldi and get some ingredients yeah and like whip up your own meal yeah and i guess for like local travel like we've adopted camping oh yeah we I love camping you know what i used to hate i used to think that i would hate camping and then mm. we went last year <clears throat> had the best time yeah. I want to go camping all the time now. Yeah, it's good. I feel like if you, like, really plan it out and, you know, don't rock up to a spot and everything's, like, booked out. Yeah. Like, you want to make it a good experience for yourself. Otherwise, mm. with camping, if you have one bad experience, it's like, nah, I'm not doing it again. Yeah. And I think that, like, you have to <laughs> understand that, like, yeah, you're going to get dirty. Like, you, but, like, embrace it. Mm. You know, like, and we don't do camping, like, shoddly. Like, we'll bring glasses of wine and, you know, we'll have steaks for dinner. Like... It's not just like spaghetti in a can or something like that. Like it doesn't, it can be mm. a luxurious camping trip. Yeah. But like you can obviously do it on the cheap too. But yeah. I think like the last couple of holidays, I'm going to um, finger quotation marks, say holidays, have been camping trips. And we've spent what, like? A couple hundred dollars? If that. For a weekend, yeah. Yeah. That's like mainly the, for fuel and... Food. Food, yeah. The biggest... And alcohol. <laughs> the, yeah, and alcohol. The, bi- the biggest expense is always like food and alcohol. Always. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But then, like, your campsite, I think, usually costs us, like, $12.50 for yeah. a night. And our $180 Aldi tent. Oh, yes, <laughs> the pop-up tent. So yeah. good. And, um, yeah, just I'll just add in a little bit there. So, obviously, you want to make, I guess you could call it sacrifices on things that don't matter to you. Yeah. it's all about what matters to you. Yeah, exactly. Like, What's important to you? For my phone bill for my phone, like, I don't care. Yeah. Unless I live in a rural area and I need and I need Telstra. Yeah. But as we live in Melbourne, like it doesn't matter who I use. Yeah. So I don't care what it is. As long as I can get the cheapest price and enough data. Yeah. That's what I care about. Like you basically have equal coverage in Melbourne anyway. So yeah. like you don't have to go with Telstra who is like outrageously overpriced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can go with like a smaller company that then uses Telstra's telephone lines. So it's yeah. the same thing. It's just a different company name. Yeah. So yeah, I really believe in like cutting expenses where it doesn't matter. Yeah. And also, yeah, spending money on things that you care about. Yeah. So yeah. like if you, if coffee <clears throat> is something that makes you happy and that's like your one thing for the day, spend your money on coffee. Yeah. I know that like flows, perfect, flows perfectly into the next topic. One thing that really annoys me is like, or it doesn't annoy me, but it's just something that I don't dis- that I disagree with. It annoys you. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it does. It yeah. annoys you. They're like, oh yeah, like if you um, completely wipe out the coffee from your daily expense, mm. then you could save I don't know fifteen hundred dollars a year or a thousand dollars, and then you invest and if you invest that, then that could potentially be ten or twenty thousand dollars down the line. Yeah. So it's like when you spend one dollar, you're actually spending possibly ten dollars. Yeah. But it's like. That's one thing that I just love. Like, I love... You love a coffee. I love good coffee. And it's just not... <laughs> it's, it's something that I just would not give up. Yeah. Just because I love it. Like, it, it brings me so much happiness. Yes, <laughs> it actually does. <laughs> so I'm not going to, like, cut something out from my life that I absolutely love. Yeah. Just to reach fire, like, a, f- a couple of months earlier. Yeah. Because that means I'm going to be, like, miserable every day I can't get one. Yeah. Like, I can have coffee at home, which I do. But if I'm out, I'm not going to sacrifice that. I'm going to be like, oh, no, I don't want to pay that $4.50. Whereas, like, I'm happy to not pay for a coffee because, like, I'm happy to just drink it at home. Mm. But I would not, like, not buy Milo tins. Yeah. 
<laughs> like I would always buy those kinds of things, like my little treats at home. Like I'm not going to not buy them just because I'll save me money. Like yeah. that's what brings me joy and happiness. And that's what I'm going to buy. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that could be applied to anything. Yeah. So I feel like you, you enjoy good wine. Oh I, yeah. I don't like cruddy wine. Whereas I would get a $5 Aldi bottle of yeah. wine, but nah. you like a good Pinot, like 15, 20 dollar Pinot. Yeah. And that's like your, one of your things. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Like I like to spend money on things that, yeah, like I'll enjoy like a, a good glass of wine. Like you, you're happy to drink a glass of wine, even if it tastes a little bit vinegary mm. to me, that's like the worst thing ever. Like that's foul. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Yeah. And like, I do understand that you can get like good Pinots on like a cheaper price too. Like Aldi has the $13 Pinot, which is really great. But then I also like to buy a more luxe brand like Yering Station or St. Hubert's or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Red Hill. I like to spend my money on that as well. Yeah. And I guess like as an asterisk for this particular subtopic, like say for example, you love like hype and like the new Nike shoes. Yeah. Then that could potentially be a very... Um, negative, it could create a negative impact on your mm. savings rate. If you're buying like the latest pair of Nikes every yeah. two weeks, then you're obviously not going to have savings left. Yeah. So this is more so for the little things yeah. that kind of spark joy yeah. <laughs> in your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I think it's also important to understand as well as like the techno, like the technology side. Mm. Like, do you need the new phone like every year? And like, obviously, if you're a huge tech guru and that brings you joy and that brings you happiness like buy it yeah but i think to have it just to appease other people Mm -hmm. and to be socially yeah exactly same as everyone else like that's a huge expense like phones are really expensive i I digress a little bit but (laughs) no i mean that's a good point because i feel like if people took this what we're saying as gospel they're like oh i love going out every night i love shoes i love iphones i love new TVs. Yeah. Like I love all of these things. I'm yeah. going to get new things every single year. Yeah. But then it comes back to what you said originally. Like, do you need it? It's the question. Or do you want it? Yeah. And I guess you do have to find that balance. Yeah. Like I have a iPhone seven. Yeah. Which is still going really great. I do love technology. I like watch all of the YouTube, the YouTubers of the new tech. I'm like, Oh damn, that'd be so good to have. Yeah. But then I'm like, will it, impact my life like yeah. i will get the initial high when yeah. i buy the iphone the serotonin yeah but after a week i'll be like oh it's kind of the same it takes similar photos but having yeah. it in my hand would feel nice but i know after that it phone's like, a phone phone's a phone like take it takes pictures and honestly the picture quality probably isn't that much different either yeah <laughs> yeah i think that that's yeah that question do i want it or do i need it mm. it's such an important question yeah like and especially with things online like you can just click and buy it but if you leave it in your cart and you think about it for like a day or two or even longer depending on how big the purchase is you're more often than not going to forget about it and you'll be like oh yeah i forgot that that skirt or that dress was in my cart oh, i actually don't like it anymore because everybody else has got the same thing mm, yeah exactly yeah so i guess that moves on to the next um point and that is once you reach financial financial independence you can start doing what you love. Mm. So I think um, a lot of people talk about, you know, like, oh, once I reach fire, then I can start doing my side hustle or my side passion project or yeah. um, volunteering or whatever it might be. Mm. But you don't have to wait 5, 10, 15 years. Yeah, why can't you start now? Yeah, exactly. And it could be like the littlest thing. Like we're starting a – I mean, this isn't really a side hustle because we don't really expect to get money from it, but mm. – Doing something like we are 
both really into not social media. Like I don't care about the social media status, but like just the idea of Instagram and podcasts and YouTube, like we're both really into that, Mm. but we do it because we love it not to actually get something out of it. Yeah. And I guess we could have had the mindset of like, oh, once we reach fire, then we can start making a blog or yeah. you with your YouTube channel and yeah. stuff like that. Why, yeah. Why not start it now Yeah. when, you know, you don't have to do it consistently like every single week, but just do it as it's like a different kind of hobby. Yeah. I think it's more so to test the waters. Yeah. Cause like, say for example, you want to, um, be like, oh yeah, once I reach fire, I want to learn how to play the guitar. Yeah. But you could buy a guitar now pretty cheaply and like see whether or not it's actually right for you. Yeah. Like I bought a guitar last year and I just didn't really enjoy learning it. You used it like twice. Yeah. (laughs) So that's not something I enjoyed. Yeah. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. I mean, I could have waited until I reached fire and like dedicated more time. Mm. But after like playing around with it for a few hours, um, yeah, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. So, you know, you can still try things as you live your life, Mm. but you don't necessarily have to wait until you reach that figure or that amount of time. Yeah. And like, especially if you want to like start a business or whatever, like, you know, you could invest like a little bit of money into your business and see if it pays off. Like you don't Mm. have to then get to the end of fire and be like, Oh, well, I'm going to invest all these, like the amount of dividends that I've gotten for like this month or this quarter or whatever, and put it into the business, Mm. like start off small because then if you bomb out, try something else. Yeah. And then you're like learning up until that point as well. And yeah. then you can put all of your energy when you have learned different skills and mistakes and, you know, things t- to change. Mm. You've then got more time to learn. Yeah. And I hope that makes sense. Yeah. And again, I guess it goes back to our previous point. Like, you know, once I reach fire, then I'll start drinking my daily coffees or yeah. drinking that better wine. Yeah. Or going on, you know, that random trip that I've always wanted to go to for. Yeah. So it's not just... Um, like what you love, mm. it can be like daily things as well Yeah, that you don't want to kind of put off. Yeah. So that's like one thing I don't see get spoken about, um, but I think it's really important Yeah, for fire for sure. Yeah. And I guess that the next point that we need to talk about is that it is only for high income earners. And we spoke about this a little bit in our um, previous podcast. Um, but you know, it is the majority about your expensive expenses sorry so Mm. if you're already a high income earner yeah your expenses are already going to be high yeah if you let them to be yeah yeah and especially if lifestyle creep is something that has happened to you you've usually started off with like a pretty average median income and then gradually as you've earned more your expenses have then increased Mm. and it's really hard that once you get beyond a certain point and you have high expenses to then cut back down Especially if you have like a mortgage or something like that. Mm. But like if you put it, um, you know, into perspective, like the average, like the, sorry, the median, not the average income in Australia is $78,000. This is according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Mm. And like, that's a really, really good wage. That is pretty good. That seems quite high for the average. That's more than I earn in a year. So, Mm. I mean, that's a pretty good wage. That person will tell you, well, that's not enough to reach fire, but then you might also ask a, an even higher income earner that will, they'll say, well, if my income isn't even enough. So you might ask someone who's, who's earning $250,000 a year yeah. and they'll say, Oh no, well my $250,000 a year isn't enough for me to reach fire. Like I'll need more money in order to do it. Mm. Yeah. Like if they, if they going to back to your example, if someone's earning 250 K a year, 
but they're spending $200,000 yeah. per year to run their life. Yeah. Then their fine number is going to be Higher. Two, 25 times 200, 20. Yeah. Which is an insane amount of money. Yeah. Whereas if you're earning $60,000 a year, mm. but it costs you $25,000 to run your life. Yeah. Then you can reach fire way quicker. Yeah. Um, and I guess maybe, like you said, you earn below that amount. Yeah. So maybe you should share like you, <laughs> what your situation is, because I feel like for a large portion of Australians, like that's a really normal income to get. Yeah. So I earn around uh, $73,000 a year and that is before taxes. So after taxes, I've got no idea what that's, that is like 57,000 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I have calculated and I, like I said in previous episodes, I still have debt. So I'm not fully on my way to reaching financial independence. I'm still mm. paying off a car loan that I owe to my mum. Yeah. So I, this is what I'm going to talk about when I've, that car loan is gone. And yeah. when I've built up my emergency fund. So mm. once I have my emergency fund of around three to six months of my wages, I'm then going to be investing around half of my earnings. So around 50% yeah. into investments. Yeah. So I did a calculation a couple months ago about, you know, with the mortgage, car insurance, home insurance, every single thing that mm. I pay for in one year, I calculated and it was around half of my income. Yeah. It was like exactly 50%. It was exactly 50%. So that would be your savings rate. So my savings rate would be, well, when I start to get on the, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah. so when I'm on the path to reaching financial independence, yeah. it will be half. Yeah. Now I could make, you know, that less, I could make that more mm. if I really tried to pull. Yeah. If you really wanted to. If I really, really wanted to, I could make it, you know, 60%. Yeah. But because I still want to enjoy my life, Mm. And I still want to go on holidays and I still want to have that, you know, really nice bottle of wine. Mm. I've then incorporated that into my budget. Yeah. So I think that it's really important that, you know, no matter how much you're earning, yeah. you need to know how much it costs to run your life. Yeah. And your fine number is? $675,000. And your time horizon is like 15 I think years? it's Yeah, I think it's 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. And that's assuming that you keep 50%. And your income doesn't increase Correct. for that amount of time. Yeah. Oh, and I, oh, this is probably also a good note to actually mention as well. I do get a increased pay every six months and then an increment of um, inflation every year. Yeah. As so well. it will be going up a little bit every yeah. year, but mm -hmm. your calculation is based My calculation, on it not going up. Correct. Yes. Yeah. My calculation is based on the lowest, on my previous income from around six months ago. Yeah. And I guess, like, I guess this is like another core thing of FIRE that maybe we should have added this in, but a lot of people think that, you know, you have to reach FIRE within five or 10 years. Yeah. Like you have to go full on hardcore, yeah. which a lot of people do. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's what I plan on doing. Mm. But for you, it's different. Like you just want to, you know, just, you know, have a really good life yeah. and also save yeah. a pretty large portion of your income Yeah. and just slowly drip like... Um, chip away at it. Yeah. Kind of exactly. thing. And like I've also said in previous, um, in a previous episode and maybe in this episode as well, is that my plan isn't to, f isn't to fully reach fire before I start reducing my workload. That's mm. not my plan. My plan is to have enough income. I have yeah. enough of pass, sorry, a passive income to be specific that it covers my mortgage costs mm. because once that's covered, then, you know, I can work 
two days a week. I can work one day a week. Like those, the amount of money that I would earn from doing casual teaching would be able to cover the rest of my expenses. Yeah. Which yeah. is like, that's a, such a privileged thing because oh, know, definitely. casual teaching is like pays a ridiculously good. So <laughs> mm, yeah. And again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Like it's the option yeah. to do that. Mm. Like you might not necessarily do that, yeah. but you have options to do that. Plus many other things yeah. kind of thing. Like if I want to, let's say, let's say that I get to half of my fire number mm. and I'm like, okay, I've got enough of passive income that it, my mortgage is covered. Fantastic. Yeah. But I want to choose to stay in the classroom for five days out of the week. Mm. I can do that and then continually, you know, chip at it if I wanted to. Yeah. But then, you know, if I suddenly get really tired or, you know, if I'm kind of over it at the end of the year, then the next year I can choose to yeah. go to part-time and it's not a worry for yeah, me. definitely. And I guess when I was working full time previously to my business, I think I was earning my salary was around fifty two thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Um, straight out of um TAFE. So I feel like that's a very like entry or pretty much typical income for a lot of people as well. Like yeah. that forty to seventy thousand dollar range. Yeah. So that's the average. Yeah. That's the average Australian income. So like I'm not gonna lie, like if you are earning $40,000 a year, it is going to be harder. You know, typically it does cost, you know, fifteen to $35,000 for like to run your life. Yeah. So if you only have five or 10 grand left over, then it is going to take you longer. Yeah. And that's just like a side effect or that's just like the reality yeah. of fire as well. Like it's obviously not going to work for every single person. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, but in saying that, like if you are a low income earner, like there are other things you can do yeah. to, you know, maybe get a, another part-time job, yeah. another casual job, maybe transition your career. Like you don't always have to be stuck at that income level. Yeah. Um, like that's what I was earning for quite a while while doing a business on the side mm. and casual work. Yeah. Cause I realized like, that's not going to be enough for yeah. me. Um, so I looked at other things. Yeah, there's, um, there's always ways to supplement your income. You just have to be willing and wanting to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about – it definitely is – yeah, it's really, like, hard. Like, it's a balance of sacrifice and, and like, looking at your horizons and trying yeah. to improve things as, at the same time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you could be earning 40, 45 grand a year. Yeah. And you might have to be more hardcore on your savings rate. Yeah. So it still is possible, but you would just maybe have to sacrifice – a bit more. And I think that, you know, housing is obviously the most expensive expense mm. in anyone's um, expenses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that you, you know, I think that you really need to take a hard look at where you're living. Yeah. And if you're in, if you're living in the Melbourne CBD mm. and you're not a high income earner, well, then maybe you need to think about moving into the outer suburbs where it might be a little bit cheaper. You know, if you're living alone, if you're living by yourself and you're renting an apartment by yourself, maybe it's cheaper to then go into a share house for a couple of years mm. and then build up that amount of money. Yeah. Like I know a couple of people who live in the like really close suburbs of the CBD. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I just can't save enough money. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're paying the most insane rent. You're paying more than our mortgage. You're paying more than our mortgage. <laughs> like you, there are That's other- why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there are other options. Yeah. Like, you don't have to rent there. Yeah. I mean, you might want to for the lifestyle, which is fair enough. But it, again, it comes down to like, what do you really want? Yeah. Like, could you possibly live 20 or 30 minutes out 
of the city mm. and sacrifice that drive or commute yeah. for, you know, quite a substantial larger savings rate. And that rolls into our next topic of have an insane, have an insane savings rate, yeah. which is a pretty um, common thing that people advocate for. Um, when they first talk about fire. Yeah, they, they are like, um, a lot of people will talk about, you know, that you have to have, you know, a 75% or more mm. savings rate. And I just don't think that that's, that's correct. I mean, and like, if you're earning 250 grand a year and you have a savings rate of 80%. Oh, like, you best believe that you will be, like, <laughs> you know, becoming financially independent in like, like a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, like good for you. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like that's awesome. But then I, I feel like in the FIRE community, there are typically higher income earners, typically. So yes, then they these are. short numbers of five, seven, eight years get thrown around. Yeah. And that kind of becomes like the status quo. Yeah. And a lot the of people norm. think, yeah, like, oh, I'm, Oh, like everyone else is doing five to seven years, eight years. Yeah. I want to do the same. Yeah. But again, it comes down to your income and, ex- and savings rate yeah. and what you can personally um, yeah. do. Yeah. Like there's no way that, you know, for myself personally, that I'll be able to, t- to achieve this in five to seven years. Mm. Like there's just no. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like you, you, yours will take a bit longer. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. But I've also like, I'm ready for that as well. Like I already know that. Yeah. So I'm not disheartened mm. by seeing that or oh, 10 to 15 years number because I already know. So I think that you really need to be self-aware Yeah. that depending on how much you're saving will depend on your timeline. Yeah. So definitely. if you're saving up to 75% of your income, mm. obviously your timeline is going to be shorter. Yeah. If you're saving 50% of your income, your timeline is going to be longer you know, yeah. if you're saving 30%, it's obviously going to be longer again. Mm. But if you're willing to wait and to have that longer timeline, yeah, then that's fine. Like, it's just, it depends on, you know, what, what you want to do and what you want to achieve. Yeah, definitely. And like the kind of fire that you actually want. Do you want just the regular fire or do you want like partial fire? Yeah. You know, where you're happy to have half of your expenses covered. Yeah. And then you just supplement with an income, you know, whether it be casual, your passion project, like side hustle or like the job that you're currently doing. Yeah. And I guess you could personally reach that in seven years. Yes. Or less if you wanted to. Yes. Or maybe a little bit longer, but yeah. Probably a little bit longer because we like holidays. Yeah. And that's something, (laughs) but that's something that I like that I incorporate. Like I wouldn't be upset if I, you know, if I wanted to save $26,000 every year, Mm. but one year, maybe it was 23. Yeah. But we went on a holiday. Mm. That's fine because that's an experience and that's a memory. And that's something that I value. Yeah. While we're young. Yeah. Like it definitely is an advantage if you do have a high savings rate. Like there's no other way of putting it. Like if you have an 80% savings rate, then that's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, realistically, um, for a majority of people, it's going to be less than that. Yeah. But if you can obtain that, then that's good. All right. So we're going to finish off this podcast with a few questions. So Lewis and I have come up with a question, a fun question that we would like to ask each other. It's got nothing to do with money. Well, mine doesn't anyway. I don't know about your question. It's a secret question. We've hidden it from each other. Yeah. So I'll go first. Yeah, you go first because I've... (laughs) <laughs> I forgot my question. You've so forgotten I'll have your to question. You've got to write you, it down. Well, you ask me. Okay. So if you had to lose a body limb, mm-hmm. what part would you lose? Oh. <laughs> um, does that include fingers and toes? Or does it have to be well, like that's an, an actual... extremity. 
So oh, like okay, a limb, right. so like a leg, an arm. I'm going to put like a head in there. You could put your butt. That's not really a limb, but you could put that in there. I'd say my left leg. Your, oh, like, why your left leg? Because you don't need it to I, drive. Like, yeah, like I'm just right, right-legged. Like I'm right, like You're I, right-legged? I'm right, yeah. You're right, I don't even know if that's a thing. I don't know if that's a thing. Like I kick the ball right with my right foot. You're right-footed. I'm right-footed, yeah. not right-legged. <laughs> Yeah, you're right-footed. Okay. My main, the main reason is because I work online and I have to type and whatnot. You could use your elbow. Yeah. <laughs> my stump. Yeah. I was going to ask you, yeah. what was the first thing you thought of when you heard about fire? Oh, yes. I don't have to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly my first reaction. I thought, hell yes, I could get all this money mm. and not have to work another day in my life. That was your first thought? That was honestly my first thought was, yes, I no longer have to get up really early, go to work, come home and be tired, and then do it all again the next day. Mm. Is that sad? I feel like that's a a very common thought when people first either hear or are asked about fire. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for having us in your ears, guys, and we'll see you next time. All right. The information in this podcast is for general information purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. All thoughts and opinions are our own. Before making any financial decisions, seek advice from a financial professional.